So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Pat, I just want to say thank you for all the inspiration you provide through your podcast. Your energy is infectious and the content is always awesome. I just wanted to send you this as a small token of appreciation. Maybe there are some tidbits that would be helpful to your listeners. I'm pretty sure you only interview realtors, but if you find any value in collaborating, I'd welcome the opportunity to connect. Hope this finds you well. Here's to making 2018 the best year ever, Aaron Bradley. And Erin has written a book. I will give her a shout out to Pursuing Freedom. Thank you, Erin, for the assertive appreciation about the podcast. You rock. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first. And then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, we got a great guest uh, today. We're going to dig into some really good stuff, like some stuff that you probably haven't heard before, some stuff that you probably haven't tried before that you should, and uh, I'm excited. So without further ado, uh, Dustin Fox, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat. Um, really excited to be here. I think I've gone through over 700 episodes of yours, of near 700, so I've learned a lot from a lot of agents, but I'm really excited to be here. Well, that's awesome, buddy. Well, thanks. Thanks for giving back after you've... Uh, listen to them all that's and 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 that's great always i I need to come up with some sort of club for people that have completed all 700 episodes um uh that's really cool so okay so uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better yeah so i'm dustin fox i uh my wife and i devin our husband and wife team in northern virginia a license in dc maryland and virginia Uh, i've been in the business just hit my three-year mark Uh, my wife just hit her one-year mark Uh, Before real estate, I was in big box retail management, a store manager at Pottery Barn, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. And, uh, you know, I I was working at Pottery Barn for a while, you know, was really tired of the grind of managing a lot of people, a lot of HR issues. I had a client one day I was selling furniture to that said, you should really consider getting into real estate. You'd be good at this. Um, And I said, yeah, yeah, okay, okay didn't really realize what the investment was going to be up front or anything. And then like fate would have it the next day I had a big corporate surprise jet. Uh, you know, they're owned by William Sonoma, the corporate jet flies in, uh, everybody's all, you know, you got to get everybody, you know, you have like 10 minutes to get every, all the talking points with all of your managers set. My sales numbers were great. My uh, customer service scores were amazing and the visit went great. But at the end of the visit, 
somebody from corporate said to me, Dustin, you're doing an amazing job. Um, the feedback that I want to give you, though, is your personal sales in the store are too high. We want you to step back into the office more, not be on the floor as much, and just manage your people. And it really rubbed me the wrong way at the time because I'm like, manage who? Like the two people that are on the sales floor with me? You know, it's not like you had this giant staff on the floor with you at all times. You need kind of all hands on deck. So that was kind of like my feeling of like, I'm going to go check out this real estate thing and called that client and they told me, gave me great advice. They said, interview with every brokerage uh, that you can think of. Don't just go with the first person you meet. And that was really helpful advice because I went into the Mosley online or in-person classes and my instructor at the time was Keller Williams. Um, he tried to bring me into, into that brokerage. I interviewed with eight different brokerages, all the big players. And then I thought towards the end, I didn't interview with the person that, that he told me, that my client told me to go see. So I went to talk to her and it, it was really alarming because she, and very nice of her to say, I think you're going to do amazing in this business, but I don't think our brokerage is the right fit for you as a brand new agent. If you were already established, I would tell you to come here, but you need to go talk to this company, Pearson Smith Realty. Um, I went in, it was like a, I think you may have talked to Eric Pearson before and went in there and there was a small office of like 17 agents. Uh, he was the first person to tell me like, what, you're going to just quit your job and you have kids? You know, what are you thinking? You might not make any money in like three to six months. Um, and I really like the style and the feeling of collaboration of all the agents helping each other out. And then I went to break the news to my Mosley instructor, Mike Wagner, shout out to Mike. When I told him I was going to go to, to Pearson Smith Realty, he said, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to Pearson Smith Realty too. Like I was about to call you. So that's when I, I knew now we're at like, I think near 900 agents in just a couple years uh, since I joined in, in three years. So, wow. That's amazing. Well, well, let's talk about your business because this is, um, I mean, you've done some amazing things in, in three years. Let's, let, let's get some nitty gritty. Like in the past 12 months, right? How many houses have you sold? This week, I'll hit 40 in the last 12 months. Okay. And it's just you and your wife, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, and it's transaction coordinator. You do a full-time uh, like Yeah, we pay her like on a transaction basis. Okay. A couple hundred bucks a transaction? Yeah. Okay, so what was your ECI, your ego commission income there? Uh, Four hundred and twelve, uh, four hundred and fifteen thousand. Sorry. Okay, four hundred fifteen thousand, and what's your profit margin? Seventy three percent for about three thirty two. Okay. Now seventy three percent is that uh, after expenses after your broker and after your transaction coordinator? Correct. After my transaction coordinator, I'm obviously on a really high split, 100%. Um, after my Facebook ad spend, uh, my Zillow ad spend, all of that stuff, you know, everything. Okay. And so, and, that, and that's great, right? Because what were you making at Bed Bath & Beyond? Uh, I left Pottery Barn making- Pottery Barn. Yeah, that was the last company. So I left you're about making 80, 85. Almost four times as much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you spent 17 years in that big box uh, environment. And so, yeah, so that's like, holy dirt, right? And three years later here, you're making four times as much. So, okay, so let's talk about that. So, like, what did you do to hit the ground running so fast? Well, th that was one of the reasons why I chose – 
the brokerage because I, you know, everybody was kind of promising me leads, but I asked them specifically um, from talking to my client from Pottery Barn, like, what leads are you giving me? And when I would really dive into it, you know, they were like, we're going to teach you how to call your sphere of influence, or we're going to teach you how to cold call prospect or this or that. Um, they were giving me um, Zillow, Realtor.com, Homes.com leads uh, from the very beginning. And I knew forcing myself to put, you know, me in front of people and answering questions in the very beginning was the quickest way for me to grow my business. So year one, uh, first six months I was on his leads. Um, I, once I had 10 pending, I went off the leads and then started my own lead generating source. So okay, now, what was that? Well, now it's just, uh, you know, sales letters, uh, the majority of my business to expired and withdrawns and about 30 to 35% on Facebook ads. Okay. This is good stuff. So, so uh, what percentage of your list uh, of your business is buyers versus sellers? Uh, 18 listings of the 40 and 22 was buyers. So I'm trying okay. to, trying to get that up higher. Um, but you know, you have people that just reach out. Well, that's, just- you know, that's good. It's almost 50, 50. And for, for the third year in the business, you know, a lot of agents don't would, would not have 18 listings settled in a year. You know what I mean? So, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even have half because like you said, all those Zillow homes.com, all those leads, those are all buyer leads, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, uh, so I want to talk about the listing leads first because that's something that uh, I think agents need to pay more attention to and agents need to focus on more uh, because they're not free, right? They're not, I mean, they're not, uh, you're not jumping into that same pool with all the other new agents at your brokerage, right? You're doing something different. Uh, tell me exactly what you're doing to get these. You said two things. Uh, letters to expireds and withdrawns, and the second thing is Facebook ads. I want to talk about both. First of all, talk to me about the letters from expireds and withdrawn. What are you saying? How'd you learn what to say? How are you saying it? What's your follow up like? Give me the whole plan. Yeah, yeah, of course. So when I was, you know, it's really tough breaking into the listing business when you're a brand new agent and you don't have experience or volume to back up results. So you have to look and find ways to separate yourself uniquely from everyone else. So when I was new, newer and I had the time on my hand, it was four to six hours a day of just handwritten notes uh, to expire and withdraw. So I know that my business would be even higher um, if I had the cojones to just pick up the phone and call these people Um, Because everybody that's doing better than me, you know, that's what they're doing. For me, um, I'm really about permission marketing. So I don't like getting a phone call, especially when, you know, I'm dejected and I'm super stressed out. Um, I don't want that phone call from anybody. So I prefer to mail them something um, that I think is going to be persuasive and and tell them the gist of the letter in the beginning was, um, I'm really sorry, your home hasn't sold. Um, I try to be as specific about the house as possible. And I say, I, I kind of touch on their pain points um, with a story from one of my past clients, like, you know, what they went through. Instead of saying, I know you're stressed out. I know you're this. I know you're that. I talk about somebody else so they can say, well, it was pretty bad, but it wasn't that bad. And then I say, instead of calling you like a hundred other agents and over promising and potentially under delivering, I prefer to tell you my entire strategy to sell your house in writing up front. And if you can imagine that working for you, then please contact me. And then I just bullet everything that I do that, you know, that I'm going to sell the house. Obviously, you have to back that up. And then in the letter, I, my wife has made this amazing Canva testimonial sheet. 
and it has the photos of my clients, uh, their actual review, their contact information. I ask everybody, look, hey, if somebody's thinking about using me or not using me to sell their house, do you mind somebody contacting you? So it gives immediate credibility um, to- so Wait a minute, you put their cell phone and their email on there? Yeah. Yeah, obviously I have to ask them for permission to do that first. Um, but I just say, if, if somebody wanted to contact you about selling their house, would you mind a, a phone call or an email? And you know, you ask, them, you ask good clients that you did a good job for, they don't mind helping you out. Um, but it kind of puts your testimonials on steroids. It immediately gives credibility because people don't believe, um, you know, all the rave reviews all the time that you get on Zillow. So you just try to give some credibility behind it. And what's Canva do? Canva, you know, it's just a site. Uh, I'm not really great at it, but you can, you know, edit and, and do some graphic design on your, on your own without paying anybody to do it. Got it. And, and, and what, are the, what are the eight or ten points? Like, what are they exactly? Can you read them? Can you tell them to me? I don't have them in front of me, um, but it's basically, you know, it really goes into detail. Whenever you're writing a, a sales letter to somebody, specifics are really key. Um, you want to go every single, anything that you would take for granted as an agent that you would assume that they understand, you have to explain in full detail. So if you're just rattling off, I'm going to run a Facebook ad for your property, it's not going to mean anything to them. They're going to think, oh, you're just putting it on your wall. Right. Yeah. And that's all they're going to see. It on your personal page, right? Yeah. But if you say, I'm going to deliver you 2.3 times more views of your house than Zillow, Realtor, and Redfin combined, and I'm going to deliver you every single Monday the ad that I'm running, I'm going to deliver you the ad results that I'm running, um, there's some transparency there, and they're going to start to believe you like, hey, this guy is really doing everything he can to sell my house because... When you write that letter, you got to back it up. So Mondays are a chore for me when I'm, if I have 10 listings at the same time in some cases, um, and I'm, I'm having to come up with a new ad, um, something different that I'm going to share with my client. Amazing read for agents who want to blow their business up. Six Steps to Seven Figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down into simple, actionable steps that if taken will almost guarantee seven-figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow. Thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Gero215. Now, do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's how. Go to freesixstepsbook.com. That's free, S-I-X, stepsbook.com right now. Or simply text the word PAT to 444-999. That's text PAT to 444-999, and I'll send you a free book. Right, right. Okay, what else do you put on there? You know, I talk about, you know, a lot of, you know, standard real, real estate stuff. Uh, what I'm going to do for open houses, I do a mix of, of direct mail to the nearby neighborhoods, uh, you know, regular mega open house things. I'm big on, you know, I learned this from a woman that was on your podcast, big on the coming soon strategy. So scarcity is really big. So if you have a listing that was previously withdrawn or expired, you know, the longer you go coming soon with that listing, the better, because it, it creates a sense of, I don't want this to get to the open market. Um, so I'm going to see this now. 
uh, now and write an offer. And it gives your client more leverage. And if you explain to them what, the reason why behind it, you're going to be in more leverage as a seller while you're coming soon. Uh, because if you get, it kind of protects you from a low ball offer. If you get a low ball offer, you can say, look, we're not even, we're not even on the open market yet. So if you had listings mm -hmm. that expired with another agent, Mm -hmm. And then you made a coming soon. You put on the coming soon and somebody bought, not knowing that they expired before, but, you know, under that auction. Oh, well, they always know. And that's, that's oftentimes the client's feedback is they don't want to, in D.C., in the D.C. area, you have to wait 90 days for a reset. And everywhere is different um, before it resets the MLS. But oftentimes the client may have been through multiple ages and they say, look, you know, online they can go on the price history and they're going to see right. that it was just expired. I said, it's still better for you to hit 90 days and look like you're a brand new listing. Agents call me more and ask me like, hey, what's going on with this? I saw it was expired or withdrawn. You say, look, you know, I, I promise you're going to be the first one to get in there, whether it's a client or an agent. I promise you're going to be the first one to get in there. They're just doing some small home improvement. I sent my stager in there. You just try to talk up the property as best you can. You just kind of ignore it and you're just like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's completely different now. And, yeah. and, and the market could be different too, right? You know, you have to kind of, it's funny if you think about it, but it makes sense. You don't know, the unknown is, it's all about maybe someone else, you know, fear of missing out, right? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe someone else will want to buy it. doesn't matter that it was on the market for nine months before unsuccessfully. It just... Because it, it could be completely different now. The market could be completely different. The other buyers out there could be completely different. And, and compared to what exists now versus what existed then, could be completely different. So it could be like the best house on the market now. It, exactly. And that's your job as an agent to show them, you know, in your follow-up letters after the initial one, I understand that you went through this stuff before, but the absorption rate in your neighborhood right now um, you have to be honest and transparent with them. If there's only one active listing, but 24 have sold in a one mile radius in the last 12 months, you know, they only have 15 days of inventory. So if you can help them explain to them in detail why this is the best time for them to sell or why not, um, they're going to be more trusting of you. So uh, talk to me about the, the method that you mail this, in, this stuff in because you're not, you're not mailing your typical postcard you're mailing you showed it to me show me it again it's a yeah it's a so black um, envelope right there's um there's like what i call uh type a mail and a pile b pile mail so um a pile mail when you're getting your mail where do you normally sort your mail when you get it yeah well in the kitchen Is yeah kitchen or directly over the trash can so you right. get like this you know this postcard if you're not in the market to sell up like a, a big postcard, right? But yeah, it's a big postcard, glossy postcard and a house, right? Yeah. We, we do those too, but you're typically, unless somebody is thinking about selling their house at that very moment, uh, it's typically going in the trash. And even if they are thinking about it, um, it still could go in the trash versus if you do uh, a regular number 10 envelope with a stamp and no sign of your business on the outside copy, um, you don't want any tease of any business on the outside of your letter. Because okay, guys, so what he's holding up, in case you're not watching this on video, is he's holding up a black, a dark black envelope, um, has a white stamp on it with a butterfly, and in, in the, the return address is one of these silver sparkly pens 
uh, written a return address. And then the people's address, it says Timothy and Jeanette Clark, and it has the address, and it's in a, in a silver sparkly pen, right? Yeah, you go, uh, it's a black gel pen from Sharpie. It's very sharp. Um, it looks, it stands out. They think it's a wedding invitation or, you know, something that came from somebody personally that they know. So there's a difference between attention getting and attention obligating letters or postcards. Mm. So you could get their attention with a, with a postcard, but you can obligate attention with a letter um, that, that you know that they're going to open. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And, and even if I wasn't thinking about selling my house, I would be like, this guy's interesting, right? He took the time to write this out in fancy cursive and put it in his black envelope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I will remember that much more than I'm going to remember a postcard. Yeah, and I, I, I also include, um, I had an article published with the Washington Post. I reached out to them. I followed them for a long time, retweeting and liking a lot of their stuff, and then had an idea um, for an article. And that's included. It's in my PS line. Whenever you write a sales letter, always focus a lot on the PS section because you may skim a letter, but you're going to read the closing in the PS. Mm. And you say, oh, by the way, the, 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 um, the way that I just described on how I'm going to sell my house, it's a little bit more detail here in the Washington Post article that I just had published. Getting credibility. So, so, so tell me about that because I know that was uh, um, um, the result of assertive actions that you took. So talk to me about that. Yeah, so you've had uh, Christina Daves on, oh, your, yeah. on your podcast. She came in to do uh, a PR class, a little seminar, and I said, you know, I, I bet if I paid for this, um, I would probably do it, and I'm going to go after it. So my wife and I went to her seminar. She gave me great ideas. Um, I, then, I then went to the library, because the hardest part for us as agents, whether you're writing a blog or you're writing a sales letter, is coming up with the content. So one of her little hacks that she taught me was um, go to the library. Um, they have a back issue of 12, calendar running year of 12 of any magazine you want. So go to Cosmo, National Enquirer, Parade Magazine that's in the Sunday Post or your Sunday paper. Um, that's going to be the most read magazine there is. Any advertisement that you see in there and then as you go through week to week and you see, I'm seeing the same print advertising in this Parade Magazine or Cosmo every single month, you know that it's working. You take those headlines and then you twist them and then you hack them in the real estate. So for example, Cosmo, I'm going to hold these up, but I'm also going to describe them. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Cause so the question had to do with the, and this is good shit and I want to, I want to cover it, but the question had to do with the Washington Post. You, is, is oh, yeah. answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So well, basically what I wrote to them was, was the things that I had been learning from my previous experience from selling expired and withdrawals and my success with the coming soon. So it was how to sell your house. Um, so you on, wrote him a letter and said, yeah, love I wrote, I wrote uh, a Washington Post reporter a letter saying, you know, I know you guys are looking for content from time to time. Um, this is my, my idea of, you know, how to sell your house, you know, on, online. Um, and then it was basically the same things that were in my sales letter. You can, if you Google my name in Washington Post, you'll see it. And it's just kind of step by step on how I use coming soon, how I use Facebook ads to help my clients sell houses. Nice. Okay. And, and, and that's great. And the, the, the lesson there is, right, be assertive and seek out these reporters and write them, give them ideas, and then you could use it forever and ever, hey, as a, a credibility piece, right? 
and, and yeah. it really helped you because you'd only been in business so x amount of years a couple of years so let's keep going because this was good so you went to you went to the library you got all these cosmo articles and then now you're using this strategy to get more listings tell me how so um you basically grab you know over the dollar store grab index cards go into the library and write down all the headlines that catch your attention you should write hundreds of them then take those headlines uh switch them over to real estate related topics so if it says like 76 secrets you know that he won't tell you or something you can change it to 76 secrets or 76 secret home selling tips discretion is a must you know you do things in that nature okay um, so we held up a picture of a girl with a finger under her nose on her lip or upper lip and it and on her finger it said shh dot 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 okay and then what what, what do you do with so, it? Yeah, so with those, um, you have material. Now, you have to actually come up with the things that you're going to say. So if you come up with, if you get the headline and you're going to write the headline, then you can bullet it out and come up with content. Um, that's really the hardest part is just coming up with the headline and the idea. And then the, the, those things will just come to you. But you take, that, you take that idea, you can run it on a Facebook ad. I think the biggest mistake that I see a lot of agents doing now that was probably better before I got into real estate three years ago is when they're running Facebook ads uh, for like property valuations. Um, you're getting a lot of people that, you know, their house is on the market. Uh, you're getting agents clicking on them. You're getting, on, you're getting people that just bought their house and they want to see what it's saying online. You're not really being able to um, separate a really starving audience that may be looking to sell their house versus somebody that's just wanting to see their property valuation. And nowadays, right. Everybody knows how to get a property valuation online, so you're not really providing any value to them. But if you say um, real estate, you know, confessions, six secrets your agent may not be telling you, something like this, um, they might think, hmm. What, and, what's you, and, and these are all now. Now these are Facebook ads and/or postcards, right? Yes. Yeah, no, they're all Facebook ads. Um, they have. The, I have them going directly to listings to leads, which is a landing page service. And then it'll automatically email them from the landing page, like my topic. But I know right then, like they're thinking about selling their house because they're clicking on, on these things. So let me slow you down here. So first of all, who writes these things? Do you, I mean, I understand how you get the headlines, but who writes? So, you know, that's step one. Step two is now you got to write down 76 secrets. So I write them and that's why... I said, it really will be helpful to you when you're a newer agent to handwrite all of your letters and brain dump everything you can to pour out everything you can do to sell your client's house. So give me an idea of, of some of the 76 secrets, just out of curiosity. I mean, it's just step-by-step, step, uh, how, you're, how you're doing it with coming soon, how you're going to release the photos and the video and incremental stages. So I'm going to release you know, five pictures week one and then five pictures week two and then video week three, um, how I'm going to do um, host the open houses to increase attendance and intrigue. Um, you just have to look at all of your marketing and everything that you do for every single seller and, and really just start bullying it out. 76 um, is, is a high margin, but you could say this one's a little bit more racy. You can tell this one's from Cosmo. It says, the big O, secret ways to get 
the higher home sale offer and then offer in all capital letters. So, you know, this is going to get some, get, get some clicks on your house or overheard at an open house stuff that stuff buyers say that every seller should know. If somebody's thinking about selling their house, they're going to say overheard at an open house. Uh, what, what, what are buyers saying about, about houses when they come in there that we don't know about? As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So you're pretty creative, right? Like, like you, well, I'm not actually creative. I'm just going into the to the library and getting the headlines. You're getting uh, the headlines, but then after that, you got to write down. You, you got to write something out about you know the big O, right? What? Yeah, what, but you you as an agent, if you're work, even if you don't have any listings, if you're working somebody else's open houses, if you start writing things down or taking notes and saying, "Man, that that, that those buyers are really talking about that cat piss smell a lot." You know, and you, you have one item right there. They're going to say, oh, you know, I really hate that, uh, those brass fixtures in that house. You just start naming things that people are constantly pointing out to you uh, and from your experience, and you make it personalized to what you've experienced in your market. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, and, and so now let's talk about how you're doing this on Facebook. Like, how, like so tell someone who doesn't advertise on Facebook currently, and they come up with the big O – five things that that sellers overheard on Facebook I mean on at an open house and it was you know it the kitchen smells like curry number two you, you know there's spider webs in the basement or whatever and they just come up with their five yeah, the basement smells damp musty you know all, all of these things so you first thing you need to do is unless you're running a Facebook ad that is directly going to just to a lead ad where they're just taking the information. I prefer to have a landing page. I use listings to leads for that. Um, so I can have my content there and automatically. What is listings to leads? So listings to leads is a, a platform that is made specifically for real estate. And it has, it's kind of like a, has single property websites, landing pages, but the real power in it is, is when they click on your link from your Facebook ad, and nobody nowadays wants to enter their name, their email address. As soon as they go from your ad to a landing page that asks them to put their email address or their phone number, they're not doing it anymore. Right. The landing page, they click on a button that says connect with Facebook. 
and you're getting their email address that's connected to their Facebook account mm -hmm. and their name immediately. Wow, good one. Yeah, right. So it's really powerful. And when I say like- I didn't realize that. So let me stop right there. So I didn't realize that because I click on stuff all the time that wants my Google or wants my Facebook or whatever. And I think, oh, this is easy, right? I can upload, and uh, but I'm not typing in my name and email, so I'm going to get spammed. So what you're telling me, and I'm learning this, is that when I do that, the, f the email that I've used to open up my Facebook account is then given to you. Correct. That's, and, that's good to know. And nine times out of 10, the consumer doesn't realize they're giving you their email. Um, so I, make the, I, I take the phone number out because I don't want even it being, you can make it optional, you can force them to do it. I take it out completely because there's a thousand ways you can reverse look up a phone number. Um, but I wanna make it as easy as possible. But because they don't know they're giving you their email address, I don't recommend sending an auto email or auto video bomb bomb email because they're gonna say, holy shit, like, you know, I didn't give this guy my email, how does he have it? I would wait 24 hours and then send them, my wife is great at this. Every Monday she updates all of our videos for all of our properties and she says, hey, just to let you know, we just put this listing coming soon. She says the things that she's really excited about it. Um, we really want you to be you know, the first one in there to see it. Uh, let us know, if, if, you know when you would like to you know, go see it. And that goes out to everybody that clicks on that ad, whether it's a coming soon ad, Okay, so this, this, this is awesome, right? This is good stuff, and I appreciate you sharing. So they've got all this set up. Mm -hmm. Who do they target? So it, that's really up to you. Now, everybody has kind of heard or heard rumors about uh, the likely to move targeting on Facebook being gone. You can no longer target uh, likely to move homeowners you used to be able to target home value and income, all of those are gone. So my little way past all of that is you can still target people that have, that like the Zillow page or have interest in it. So Zillow, Realtor, Redfin, you can still target those three categories. And if you go on the Facebook ads manager and you look at um, audience insights and you type in those three categories, and you say, what other things and across the country that people that have interests that are looking at houses on Redfin, Realtor, and Zillow, what other things are they interested in? And it's not surprising. It's Pottery Barn, Pier One, Ikea. These are things that homeowners look at or like on the site. So you can go and target those like, you know, six things, um, and you're typically going to get homeowners on there. Pottery Barn. Yeah, Pottery Barn, Pier One. Yeah, yeah, things that, that homes, home, home goods. Yeah, but go go after because you know Facebook knows everything. They're tracking all of us. So if you're looking at Zillow and Realtor and Redfin to search for homes, they know it. So you you put those three in there. But I rem I want to let everybody know to exclude all the realtors unless you're you know you're trying to target them to sell the house. Um, I exclude by brokerage and job title, all the main players brokerage-wise in my area, um, and I have that as a saved audience, Zillow, Realtor, Redfin, those uh, home good sites, and then I exclude the different brokerages because what's gonna happen is you're gonna pay you know, anywhere from 50 cents to $1.50 every time one of those agents is just curious. It could be somebody in your brokerage that just wants to see what you're up to or see what you're doing. And if you're trying to generate new client business, um, you're better off just excluding them altogether. They're seeing it on MLS and the coming soon sites anyways. 
Yeah, this is this is awesome, dude. Okay, and then uh, generally, are you targeting buyers or sellers? I'm targeting both. Uh, you know, with those Cosmo headlines, they're typically more um, seller oriented. But because I want to do everything that I promised my clients, um, and I have to deliver them the actual results of the ads, I'm I'm targeting buyers for my clients' houses. Um, you know, the, the entire length until it's sold. So I. And how many of these different headlines and these different reports would, that you've created have you tried out? Oh, uh, hundreds. And that's, that's the great thing about it. it, it when hundreds. I say, okay, so tell me wh- which one works the best? The listicles. Um, it, it, whenever you're. The what? Stop right there. Listicles? Listicle. Like if you're doing six reasons why this is going to be your dream home or six this, people like knowing what before they click on something that you know what what to expect beforehand explain that so if you say you know you know coming soon um this is the biggest mistake i see agents makes coming soon four bed three bath one two three main street um you know the, the address and when it's coming soon as a buyer you are giving them potential objections. They may say, well, I'm looking for a five bedroom. I'm not going to click on that. Um, I'm not looking in, in Fairfax. I'm looking in, in Centerville. So I'm not going to click that. You want to deliberately leave out the address. You want to have a link to go there. And you want to only give them things that anybody would love. Um, Baxter Woods, uh, you know, remodeled kitchen, completely remodeled head to toe, anything that you can add that every single buyer would want, you want to list those things in there. And if you can make the headline, um, you know, six reasons why this house um, will change your life, you know, something along those lines. So they know what what to expect going into it. Like, I'm going to just read these six things and then I'm going to be out. And and what would you do for a listing? Because that's a buyer one and that's a great one. Well, give me an example of a good one for a listing. A listing is is those headlines kind of that I was putting up earlier. Right. right. Um, more general for like a report. Yeah, more general like a report. And then, you know, how it is everywhere in, uh, in real estate, it's all in the follow-up. So when you get them to click on that ad, you're going to be able to look them up in the tax record, see their address. Normally, they're going to put their address in, into the landing page link. But if you don't have the address, you can look up their name. Listings Elite will tell you where their IP address is. So if it's like a Mark Jones like a, like a regular, you know, pretty common name, it'll tell you what city they clicked on that, their IP address, then you can look them up in the tax record. And then you put them on like, what I do is um, mailing every two weeks for five months. Um, and, and they're so going to get their you get their mailing address, yeah, you get you their get mailing their address. Mail. And then I mail them something uh, every every two weeks for for five months, 10 total, total mailings. Every two weeks for five months, 10 total mailings, and you're mailing them. Um, and these are people that simply filled out a curious report about, you know, the six, yeah, things that they overheard six, at an open house, six shocking things that buyers say. Then what are you saying in your letters? Um, you're just, you know, basically what, what we just discussed is. Yeah. Just, you know, just you're saying why you should list with me, basically. The details of why you should list with me. Yeah, I mean, everything, you're going to get that. Oh, in, in the follow-up letters, yeah. So the follow-up I, letters, yeah. And how do, you make, how do you make it so you don't repeat yourself, or are you repeating yourself? It's tough. I mean, uh, my wife and I sit down together mo- every Monday, and we're, we have, like, a philosophy of, you know, the best idea wins. So, 
you know, if she has an idea, and I think it might be better than something that we've previously used, but we constantly look up our 10-week our follow-up plan and say, you know, this is a little bit repetitive. You know, we did absorption rate last week for their neighborhood, or we sent them the RBI market stats last week saying, like, um, th their neighborhood is up 7.6%. But like Carrie Scholl said on your podcast before, like, the most, the most uh, attractive thing for them is if you have a buyer. I mean, if you have a buyer or if you have uh, – if you have – listings that are coming soon that nobody knows about like a secret list uh those are going to be the most valuable things to people because absolutely we guys and let me slow that down uh, what dustin said here's here's the cannonballs right these aren't bullets these are cannonballs the two big cannonballs in this business are i have a buyer or i may have a buyer for a listing and uh i have a listing uh, that's not in the mls for a buyer that's it. Those are the cannonballs. Everything else is bullets. So, so how do you work that into your, uh, to, to your letters? And I will tell you, you can take it up to like a megaton cannonball um, and put it on steroids. Instead of saying, I have a buyer or I'm representing two buyers that are looking in your neighborhood, if you can give them as much specificity and the story behind those buyers in that letter and you know you got to be truthful and say you know this couple you know they're about to have a child that they, they've dreamed about living in this neighborhood forever blah, blah 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 it feels emotionally compelling as a story to a potential buyer i was thinking about selling in spring but you know what i want to see this family get into my house that i've loved living in um that's really what's going to separate you and your and your letters and, and, and so how much time are you spending, Dustin, like writing uh, and, and, and creating uh, each week, would you say? Uh, not, not a lot. I spend a couple hours on Facebook ads every Monday. Um, but most of the creation I did when I was brand new and really, it re really help everybody when they're a newer agent of handwriting the letters in the beginning because something happens when you put pen to paper and you're trying to like talk to somebody, you're talking to an actual person, you're you're writing an actual personal letter, the ideas will start flowing to you. And I have had a spreadsheet of all the letters and all the ideas I had. And then as I started getting responses from them, I would label the letter um, like dollar bill letter. And I would say, um, every time I would get a call back or somebody saying, I want to talk to you about listing my house, I would put it in the spreadsheet to find and narrow down split test what letter I was writing that was more persuasive. Um, and, you know, you just make a habit of it. Just, you know, just like agents spend an hour or two hours a day uh, cold calling withdrawals or expireds, uh, I'm just doing that with envelopes. I'm lucky to have three daughters that can help me do all this stuff. <laughs> How many envelopes are you sending out every day, do you think? Uh, last week, I sent out a thousand, but it was, it was for a li specific listing. And you can go to the post office, get a, a bulk mail permit, so you can lower your, your postage rate to about 28 cents for, for an envelope that I showed you earlier. And that normally includes a magnet. So, um, you know, calendar magnet or sports schedule magnet. Um, you could do ones that have the uh, school calendar on it uh, that people find very valuable. Uh, but you want something that even if they read the letter, uh, something that they're gonna hold on and put on the side of the fridge. That's awesome, uh, item of utility. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of items of utility, what, uh, what free gift did you bring our, our listeners today? So um, it's a PDF that kind of gives you the nuts and bolts if you haven't really done a lot of Facebook ads, because um, I get it. You know, just like when you learn to drive a car and you felt really shaky and scared, 
Or my daughter, when I took her to Bush Gardens a couple of weeks ago, and she was like terrified, her, her legs were shaking, she didn't want to get on this roller coaster. I promise you, once you know how, and you know how to do it, and you don't need necessarily to pay anybody to do it, once you take the time to learn it for yourself, it can really change your business. So it's, it's a PDF, step-by-step, -step, how to run Facebook ads, how to do landing pages, um, and it's basically what I've done to grow my business. That's awesome. What, what other um, like software, phone apps, things other than listings to leads can you, can you give us to write down that, you, that you're using in your business? Uh, not, I don't, I'm not a big app guy. Um, yeah. I have, uh, I have like listings to leads I mentioned before is like the right. most impactful to my business. Um, but probably uh, Blinkist. Um, and it's like a kind of, a, it's, it's a reading app, kind of like uh, what you would use for Audible or uh, Kindle but it kind of gives you cliff notes for books. Um, it's a, it's a subscription based uh, program, but it's not expensive. And if you want to read a bunch of business books in the shortest amount of time, um, it's going to be the most effective way. Dude. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So I appreciate the, the, the PDF guys. And, and listen, if you want to, to try out and do, what Dustin is doing because it's working. He's done $40 million worth of business in the last 12 months just because, you know, um, th third year in the business, right? Um, just doing simple stuff. And uh, the cool part about your business is that you are, you know, you found two things, Facebook ads and expireds, and you're just working it, right? You're not, you're not chasing 8 million squirrels, right? You're, you're just hyper-focused on two big things and, and, and you got your wife and kids helping you out with it, and it's keeping your profit margin at 73%, which is crazy, which is just awesome. So anyways, lots of good things. Guys, if you want to reach out to Dustin, I'm going to put it up, uh, hybendigital.com backslash Dustin Fox, D-U-S-T-I-N-F-O-X, hybendigital.com backslash Dustin Fox. I'm also going to put his PDF uh, that he's promised there on, on how to do what he's doing, basically. And uh, I'm also going to put what he contributed in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Dustin, this has been a blast. Next time I am in the DMV area, we will definitely get together and break some bread, my friend. Thank you so much, Pat. It was an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. 
So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.